Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Jennifer Butler, and I'm your host. You don't have to go it alone, and nobody should ever have to. I cannot emphasize enough just how much power this statement holds. It is estimated that around half of all marriages today will end in divorce. That's a lot of people in the world facing similar challenges, yet when you're going through a divorce, you somehow feel completely alone. We hear from so many women in our worthy community that you don't know where to turn for support, resources, or advice. Our guest today faced this very same problem when she was going through her own divorce, and so she set out on a mission to create a very real and effective solution. Elise Pettis founded Untied.net, a sisterhood where women can go for support, wisdom, and resources on almost any topic related to divorce. She's created live and online events, workshops, and panels dedicated to taking the feeling of being alone out of the process of getting divorced. And so Elise really is the perfect person for us to talk to about why community is so important when you're navigating a divorce, especially since there can be some reservations about joining a group or a community during what feels like a very private and personal time in your life. From her unique viewpoint, Elise will discuss with us the reasons community support is so essential during this time of your life. We're going to take a quick break and then we will be back with Elise Pettis. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. I am so thrilled to be talking with our guest today, a graduate of Columbia Journalism School. She worked in documentary film and later as a reporter, writer for magazines like New York and Gourmet before launching Untied.net in 2013. A student of all things divorce related, her passion is to connect divorcing women to each other as well as to the most experienced and competent professionals in all fields related to their needs. Please welcome to the podcast, Elise Pettis. Thank you, Jennifer. Delighted to be speaking with you today. I'm so excited to have you on today. We had such an awesome conversation when we were uh, setting our podcast up. And I think I said to you, I wish I would have pressed record then because I loved I loved our conversation. So I think our listeners are really in for a treat today. So we're going to be talking about the importance of community when going through a divorce. And I thought it would be great if you started with sharing your story because it really is just such a beautiful and powerful illustration of our topic today. Sure. So in 2010, I was looking at divorce. I knew that I could make it through this process if I could just connect with some other women who had been through it or who were further down the road than I was. But unfortunately, I was the first in my sort of social circle 
to go through it. And I was feeling incredibly isolated. And I, I went online thinking, well, thank God for the internet. I'll find my peeps there. And I never could find the sort of place that I was looking for. I mean, I found very, very technical websites about divorce and I found a lot of blogs where it would be one person's story about, you know, discovering their husband's infidelity and, and a lot of um, sort of unloading. And I felt like that was not what I needed. I wanted to connect with women around moving forward. Mm. And so eventually, you know, I found myself looking in different ways. And at one point, I will add, I wanted to write a note to all of our children's friends, families, an email that said, hey, everyone, you know, Dan and I are splitting up, but we want you to know that it's not the end of the world. You know, we want your support. Our kids, you know, please, you know, I wanted to prepare them. Yeah. My husband at the time really did not, you know, he said, absolutely not. That's not okay. He wanted to keep it private. And, you know, I think a lot of people do. But in any event, what happened one day was that I inadvertently sent an email. It was sort of, it was supposed to be an email to him. Oh, no. (laughs) Our new... You know, our new schedule meant that he was going to pick up the kids at a, at a bar mitzvah and I had to send him the details. And I remember writing this email and I had a brand new email system that very day. And it was something like, you know, the kids, you know, p- please pick him up here. And, da, da, da. and then it was P.S. I had a dream last night that I that, you know, we were friends. Essentially, it was clear that we were splitting, that we were, you know, no longer a family unit. Right. You, you outed yourselves. <laughs> Instead of pressing send to my soon to be ex-husband, I pressed reply all to the entire oh parent body of my son's eighth grade class. And at the time it was just about the most mortifying thing that I could possibly have done. And I recall collapsing to the floor with embarrassment and thinking, Oh my God, you know, at the time, I think it was probably 80 kids in the class, 80 families, 80 couples now know exactly what's, you know, what's going on with us. And this was not what I intended. Right. And, and so I went into this kind of this moment of like, I can't imagine how I'm ever going to live through this. And then over the next few days, I was so surprised at the way certain people reached out. In other words, the, mm. the thing that I most wanted to keep secret was sort of wrenched out into the public space. And I got, instead of, you know, scolding or whatever, or, or cold shoulder, I got some really warm reach outs from families who had been through it. And one woman in particular reached out and said, hey, sister, I've been through this. Let's have lunch. If you have any questions, I'm so here for you. Oh, how beautiful. We became friends. And it, it was a really sort of a harsh wake up about the reasons to bring it out. You know, I'm not saying everybody should carry a banner and say, uh, I'm splitting up. But I did feel like at the end of the day, I was sort of glad that my so-called secret, you know, was, was, was out in the open. And it, it, it just was one of those instances where I realized that, you know, we all feel isolated and we feel a certain a degree of shame around our divorce. And since that moment and and since you know i've been working on this building this community i've realized how destructive that shame is i've realized how much 
having a community where you can talk about things is a real salve and it, it, it kind of banishes that sense of shame and isolation and allows us to move forward in the, in the best ways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that you're right. I think that there's not only a stigma and a shame around the divorce itself, but then around sharing it with others, whether it's friends and family or take that to the next level, a community, you know, of people that you don't know. Correct. I also realized when I was going through it that, you know, I I said I needed to talk with women who were going through it or had been through it because I wanted to speak with others who got it. And I feel as if we, we go through divorce, our family and our friends are maybe full of sympathy. And sometimes that sympathy can feel super alienating, you know, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, the worst thing has ever happened to you. And I, I'm, you know, you can sort of feel them thinking, I'm so glad it's not happening to me. Or sometimes, right. you know, I remember certain friends feeling as if I had inflicted upon them something awful because it was really messing up their social life. You know, there were friends who we'd see every Friday night for dinner and they almost, you know, they were like, damn, right. now what am I going to do? You know, so there was that. Everybody seemed to have a stake in it. Or there were also people who would say, and I, this is one of those things that if you're going through a divorce or if you've been through divorce, I know everyone can relate to. It's that, you know, well-meaning friend or family member who says, oh, thank God, you know, we never liked him or something like that. And that is so unhelpful. It's just so unhelpful. It makes it, it sort of it magnifies feelings of humiliation. So I realized that if you're going through it, The best person you could possibly be talking to is someone who gets it, who's also going through it or who's been through it. There's no judgment and there's a sense of an understanding of the complexity. Like it's not just, you know, funereal grief. There's also liberation. There's so many emotions and it's really hard to get a grip on those emotions unless you've been through it yourself, which is why when these women who meet each other through our gatherings at Untied, feel like, you know, often they feel like, oh my gosh, long lost sister. And they become good friends. And they also start to create a new social network around moving forward and around, you know, building a next chapter that is, you know, incredibly positive and incredibly exciting to sort of witness. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take a step back and let's let our listeners know. So you began untie.net in 2013, and it was really born out of your experience. You created the community that you had really craved. You created it yourself for other women. Exactly. I mean, I I had no idea if there was going to be a real need for it out there, but I knew that I needed it. I needed not only to speak with other women or hear from them, but I also needed, I needed some guidance in how to be a confident kind of consumer of divorce, you know, in, in the sense that I, I was a perfectly educated person. I've been to good colleges and I've been, you know, got a graduate degree, but I was cowed by the process of hiring an attorney. And I thought if I am, wow, I mean, you know, there must be a lot of women out there who are feeling uncertain about what they want and how they should go about working with an attorney or a financial advisor or any of the other myriad professionals. So as a journalist, I, you know, I had a lot of experience in sort of sourcing the experts. And because I grew up in New York City, I was able to 
pretty quickly, you know, suss out some really great attorneys. And I thought, we're going to, we're going to set up a panel. We're going to bring women together to meet each other. And we're going to present them with three very different kinds of attorneys. And they're going to talk about how they work with a mediator, a litigator, and a collaborative attorney, which is a sort of a new, newer process to the divorce experience. And right. I found that that was a really great way to not only, you know, become knowledgeable, but feel confident. I found that when you had, when I had this first meeting, it was, I reached out, sent emails out to everyone I knew saying, do you know any women going through this divorce process? And they gathered in my living room, 17 women I never knew. And we listened to a Forbes columnist named Jeffrey Landers talk to us about the 10 top things we needed to do um, mm. to prepare for that for divorce. And after that evening, the degree of gratitude and the exhilaration at actually meeting other women and also getting so much knowledge in one night was so profound that I realized I had to keep this going and figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. I mean, you're equipping women with so much. I mean, you're, you're equipping them with knowledge and choice and, you know, opportunities to connect and opportunities to really decide how they want to move forward. I remember when I went through it, I didn't know there were other pathways. You know, I thought there was one way to the finish line and you're giving the gift of, you know, possibilities to choose from. The traditional experience of divorce is you realize you're facing it. Maybe he's saying, I'm done, I'm leaving. Or maybe you realize you've got to get out. And then usually like someone says, oh, my uncle, you know, he, he knows a lawyer from the golf club. He's the one, you know, talk to him. And there you are. And you're in a, you're in a traditional litigated, you know, situation and somewhat at the will of the attorneys. And in this situation, I mean, increasingly, there are other options that allow us, the the people going through the divorce, to take more control over the experience. And that's huge. I mean, for instance, if you can hire a mediator instead of a, a traditional you know, litigation attorney, then you're saving thousands of dollars and possibly saving your relationship with your soon-to-be ex so that you can co-parent effectively and do less damage to your kids. So there's a lot to be gained from going into this process with real open eyes and choosing, consciously choosing the right process, the right kind of attorney to, you know, navigate this experience with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the willingness really to join a community allows for so many things. I mean, what you're talking about, education and knowledge and and choice opportunity, that sense of sisterhood, of not being alone. You know, it's it's interesting how many people go through divorce, but I speak for a lot of women when they say, and, and I'm sure men too, but we're our community's women, that how alone they feel in the process. Right, right. And I, I feel lucky that this began in Brooklyn. I mean, maybe it would have been possible in other communities as well, but it's big enough, you know, so that it wasn't a tiny, tiny town where people, I mean, people, some people were afraid to come out. I mean, I, I will be the first person to acknowledge that it takes courage to come out and go to a place and meet with people you've never met before and 
you know, out yourself as I'm, I'm going through the hardest thing I've ever been through in my whole life. Hello, here I am. Right. But that, that just that very brave step is, I feel like one of the first steps towards healing and towards building your new life. I mean, it, it happened that the, the first gatherings I held were specifically women who felt already pretty confident in their lives and realized that they wanted to go through divorce with their eyes open and they wanted to figure it out, right? They wanted to figure it out. They thought, I can't be the only person going through this. There must be others out there. Mm. And, you know, gosh, damn it, I'm going to figure this out. I want to learn what I can. And so that trumped the fear of, ooh, you know, what if I meet someone I know? Right. And sometimes people would ask me, like, what if I meet someone I know? And I would say, well, won't that be nice? You can have coffees and you won't just have to talk about, you know, nice outfit. You know, what'd you buy at Costco? You'll be able to have a really substantive conversation about things that really matter, yeah. which is another thing I found so liberating and wonderful is that, you know, the conversations that would happen at a gathering like this are so refreshingly real. People are really invested in, in sharing. And it's, of course, there's moments where it's difficult and sad, but there are also moments of complete like hilarity and uplift and joy. And when one person says to a group, you know, look, I did the scariest thing I could possibly imagine. I took a trip alone to India and here's how it changed me. You know, that has a huge impact on the others in the room. And I hear from so many women when they come to say like our, our gathering about solo travel, that they were inspired to take a trip on their, you know, themselves and how they came back and they felt so much more confident and right. so excited about their capacity about, of, you know, for being in the world without their spouse. So I think what I'm hearing really is this po I don't want to say positive because there's a realness, a vulnerability, a shedding of skin that you're talking about, but it's almost a celebration of of everything that that sort of happens because of the journey through divorce. Because I think this is an important element for people when they're thinking about finding a community. I think that the stereotype a lot of times is, oh, it's going to be so depressing. Everyone's going to be complaining about how awful, you know, or, or, or just kind of venting. You're right. So how do you sort of keep that what you're describing happening because that makes joining a community completely different. You know, you're, you're right. It's a good question. So in the beginning I thought, well, if we have our gatherings around a panel of experts or a, or a, an expert talk, I felt safe doing that because I thought, well, we're just tackling the practical stuff and that that would sort of keep the focus on moving forward, arming yourself with knowledge and strengthening yourself for the divorce. And about a year into Untied, around 2014, um, I became friends with a woman who had started this workshop in her home. And she was not a therapist, but she was also, you know, had gone through divorce and was also like me looking for what she wanted and didn't have. And mm -hmm. she invited me to come to this workshop. And it was about, it was, it was called Divorce's Detour. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be so awful. I'm really dreading this. It's going to be venting. Just like you said, you know, it's it right. was sort of the, the support group that I had 
tried to avoid and that I was dreading. So I, but I went because I liked her. And what I found in the way she structured this group was that it was the actual, the, the, the very best possible thing that anyone divorcing could be given. So we now offer this exact thing as, as a regular workshop called grief and gratitude. And it does, you know, scare people off initially, but I always say this is a group for anyone who, who, who hates support groups. It is a very structured kind of experience that, that is offered to about eight women at a time. And it's, it's structured around writing exercises and poetry. It's just elevating and empowering. Mm. And it is so not depressing. I mean, it's hard. And there's, there is no question that going through divorce, you know, can bring you to the absolute trough of your life. And there is nothing that I went through that was harder. But I will say that for various reasons, the muscles that I gained, the ability to look at everything and not run away from it was exactly what kind of gave me the foundation to build a, a new life that I really felt good about, you know, a, a, a way of living in my skin that I, that I couldn't be more thankful for. And mm -hmm. so this workshop is kind of the antidote to the, you know, the rant group or whatever. And a lot of women right. say, like, I thought this was going to be one of those awful, you know, groups where everybody just rants. And instead it becomes, it's like these, these groups go through, come through, they experience grief and gratitude. And then they're, it's like, they consider themselves alumni and they're connected with this deep, deep bond and they keep in touch, you know, ongoing, they make deep friendships and we get to see and, and sort of cheer on each person's like progress through life. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny. It's the last thing from depressing. And, and I guess right. the, whole, the whole experience of Untied for me has been you know, hardly like a moment of, of there's no depressing there because you're meeting people at the hardest place in their life. Right. Right. And, absolutely. And any help that you can extend it's going to improve their experience. But in my case, I feel like I just get to bear witness to women walking through this threshold into this really self-created new life. And it sounds really, it sounds maybe like simplistic and overly optimistic. And I'm not saying that women aren't facing serious financial struggles, serious parenting struggles, sometimes with spouses who are in the throes of addiction or mental illness. I mean, there are some real challenges. Right. Absolutely. But getting help and having a tribe to help you through it is just invaluable. It's always yeah. going to be better that way. Yeah, absolutely. Especially a community as you're speaking about. So we have to take a quick break right here. But you talk about something called the magic spot. And I am going to ask you about that when we return. So we're going to take a quick break. And we will be right back with Elise Pettis. When I decided to sell my jewelry after my divorce, the most important thing to me was finding a company that I could trust and one that would also advocate for me. I found this and so much more at Worthy. Their expert staff immediately put me at ease and helped me to get the best price possible for my jewelry. Your engagement ring can be a symbol of your freedom, your journey, and the choices you have made to live your life on your terms and create the future you desire. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. 
Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more. We're back with Elise, and we have been discussing the benefits of being connected to a community, especially when you're going through something like a divorce. And we were talking about how uplifting community can be, how elevating it can be, even when you're going through something that really presents difficult challenges. And I had alluded to something that Elise talks about called the magic spot that she finds with her women in her community. Um, Talk to us about that. You know, what is the magic spot? Well, it's a funny phrase, but I sometimes, well, I often find myself incredibly moved when I hear women talking in a small group about their experience and something about being in the group and, and sharing in front of others will help them see their own situation in a new light. And that new light is often just wildly liberating and empowering. So I'll give you an example. This past weekend, we hosted a workshop called Write Your Story Weekend, Mm -hmm. in which eight women came with their stories and worked with a writing teacher who had founded the the Modern Love column for the New York Times. So he was a real expert in the personal essay. And this was a personal essay writing workshop for writers and non-writers alike. And it takes, of course, it takes some courage. But what happens is, and we've done it four or five times now, women will sort of bring in the scariest monster of a story, the secret, the shameful, whatever it was about their breakup. And with the help of Steve Friedman, the leader, and with the help of the group through, you know, the process of doing writing exercises about it and, and writing, you know, what they think is their story and then hearing other people respond to it at the end of two and a half days, they tamed the monster. In other words, you know, at one point he asks everyone to write down the one thing that they did, they wouldn't include in their story because it's just simply so shameful. Mm. And somehow by the end of that weekend, they've written a story about it and it becomes no longer shameful, but kind of a very valuable companion. And their story, I mean, oftentimes these stories lead to publication. I mean, many of them go on to write these essays for either online magazines or literary journals or what have you. And others just use it to find their way through this process. And yeah. I, I guess what I would say about the, the, the magic spot, it's a kind of a transformative moment where sometimes it's as simple as realizing your part in the breakup. So oftentimes, you know, women in the beginning or anyone in the beginning thinks of things in a very black and white way. We sort of hold on to this life raft. Like, he's an asshole and I I was an angel. He did this to me. I was the victim. But if you wrestle with the narrative in a really honest way, it often will sort of show you ways in which you were part of that dance. And not in a way that just makes you feel like, oh, I'm a, I'm a jerk too, but in a way that also allows you to realize like that relationship wasn't working for me either. And here's why. And in a way that also gives you agency for your future. Like Mm. I realized through that breakup process that I wasn't able to, whatever it was, deliver this in the relationship because I really needed this or something that 
unlocks for people not just this, you know, the real story of the breakup, but a way to embrace who they are and what they need going forward and what they dream about accomplishing in the second part of their life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like really, you know, I love your your example about the writing about something that you're ashamed of. It reminds me of it's a quote or I've heard before, you know, you're only as sick as your secrets. And like, once you are willing to sort of bring it forth and give it a new narrative, it's no longer shameful. And it doesn't rule you anymore. And it doesn't squash you into a tiny little meek person. I mean, it takes an enormous amount of courage. And, and, you know, when we, when we do these writing workshops, we hear from essay writers who are really accomplished, who are kind of in the room telling us, believe me, it was scary to write about, you know, whatever it was, you know, my, Mm -hmm. my most humiliating moment, but the women who are taking the workshop see the value of being brutally honest with themselves, not just to become a, you know, an accomplished writer, but to, to take their own life back in some way. Right. Right. Not only doing the exercise, but doing it in a community where that the energy of just the support and the camaraderie and the compassion. I mean, it really is just a way to empower women and give them that that ability to break free. It, it really is. I mean, I wouldn't say that therapy isn't hugely helpful, but there's something about having other women in the room or others in the room who can relate and yeah. who can give you honest feedback on your story. That is so helpful. It is so freeing. It is so affirming. And in that way, I think the community piece is really a big one. It's really important. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in your words then, so what would you say to, you know, our listeners who are listening, who, you know, they're still on the fence, you know, they're still kind of treading water. They're not sure you know, they really just feel like that taking that step, you know, as you said, it's a, it's a step of courage to connect with a group or a community, you know, they're just still a little scared. What would you say to them? Well, I think that there are increasing numbers, like online places you can sort of tap into. I know we have a, a Facebook, closed Facebook group, but if people want to join, they're welcome to. It's the powder room. And it's Untied's closed Facebook group. But places like that, even if you aren't able to sort of speak, you can at first just listen to others and hear what they have to say. And when you do share something, you are getting affirmation and connection with others, even if it isn't in the room. So that's Mm -hmm. a tiny little step. I'm sure, you know, that that there are groups, church, churches are often organized you know, meetings for for people who are splitting in different communities. There are places, and I would just say, attempt it, you know, attempt it. And if it's not in your town because it feels too scary, go to the next town over. I just feel like there's a lot to be gained in taking that scary step and trying to connect, you know, however it happens. Maybe it's um, contacting old friends that you have heard of, you know, but you haven't been in touch with them for a while, but you know they went through a breakup. That might be an easy, easier place to start. You know, it's somebody who's, who's experienced and been in your shoes and knows what it feels like. Right. Because you really don't know what you don't know, right? Like, <laughs> right. 
And and we also, I mean, we offer online access to all of our monthly gatherings, even though it's not it's not the same thing as a workshop where you're telling your own story, but it is at least, you know, the, the knowledge piece. You can live stream our monthly panels. It's untied.net. And you can tap into, you'll hear the questions. You can ask your own questions of the panelists. That's a pretty unscary way to be part of a community. It doesn't necessarily ask you to be vulnerable, but it is mm-hmm. at least a start in tapping into and hearing other people's questions in the room about what they're asking or what they're struggling with, whatever the given topic is that month. Yeah. So you could take little, little baby steps mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. I love that. So you've seen a lot of women kind of come in from the very beginning and you've watched them evolve through over years, I would imagine. Right. So from where you sit and your experience with women, what can you share in your words is possible? You know, if, if women are going through this and they're you know, at the very beginning, or even, you know, at those beginning stages, what's possible for them? Mm. Well, I would say it's a very exciting possibility to choose to make choices about how you want to shape the next chapter of your life. Mm. Going through a divorce is unbelievably difficult. And I would say that to get through it with presence will help you build a great, you know, next chapter, next 10 years. I guess my immediate words to people would be stay, stay present for it. Don't run from the hard stuff. Treat yourself with great compassion and tenderness. Mm -hmm. Find your tribe and ask for help and get as much knowledge as you can. That will empower you. I mean, there's no question that will empower you to make the best decisions for yourself and create the next big piece of life that you, and and you can make it a life that you really love. Hmm. That's beautiful. That's powerful. Very powerful words of wisdom. So we have to wrap up. You mentioned before where people can find you, but I'm going to have you say it one more time. If anyone wants to find you, follow up with you, how can they do that? Well, the URL is untied.net. And you can also email me at elise at untied.net with more questions about the community and how how it can help you. We also have a Facebook group called The Powder Room on all things related to divorce and life afterwards. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being here with us, for talking about community and just how empowering and how elevating it can be for our listeners. And I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's really been a lot of fun. Thanks again to Elise Pettis for joining us and to all of you for listening. Next week, we will be joined by Dawn Burnett, founder of A New Dawn Natural Solutions and author of her recent book, Connect, How to Love and Accept Yourself After Divorce, where we will be discussing getting out of your own way and creating your own destiny. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your weekly feed. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you be able to connect with us too. Find out more at worthy.com forward slash podcast.
Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. After the grading, our gemologist will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how much you're willing to sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, we will send you your ring back and we'll even cover the cost of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com forward slash podcast to learn more.